Hello, listeners. It's Michael. Just Michael for a second. I wanted to add this little insert here at the beginning of this episode. When we started recording this episode, I was on day four of a five-day cold and had taken some cold medicine. You'll notice I'm a little bit off in this episode. It is because I do not feel well. You'll also notice most of the way in, we actually stopped recording and we came back to record on a different day. Enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm John. And we are... Brothers on a Tangent. We're two brothers from Utah that decided to start a podcast together. So, where do we go from here? That's a great question, John. I'm glad you asked. I actually wanted to revisit a couple of things from the last episode. First and foremost, the ads. We talked about the ads at the, last, at the end of the last episode, right? Yes, we did. And I kind of laid out my guidelines for ads. And I kind of phrased it like, if... Big if we ever get big enough to get an ad spot. These are my guidelines. We already got an offer. We got an offer? We got an offer. But I didn't even look at it. You didn't even look <laughs> at it? No. No, I didn't even look at it. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because of the podcast host that we go through. Once they see that you get like a certain number of listens in a certain amount of time, they have sponsors that are signed through them that they can then give to us. But yeah, we already got an offer, so that was funny. Did Did you see who it was from? Did you see nope. anything about it? You just saw you got an offer? Yep, just saw that I got an offer and went, eh, it's too early to think about that. Because, I mean, realistically, we got, like, what, 40-something views? Yeah, it's mostly or 40, just... 40-something listens on each episode. And so, if we wanted to look at the ad revenue for that, we're looking at, like, two cents. Woo! I know, we're rolling in the dough. Although, I guess that would make us professionals at that point, being paid two cents, right? I, I guess. <laughs> we, get, we get paid for it, you know? Anyways, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. I actually have one more thing I want to talk about ads-wise. We have another ad. Oh! Uh, here's, here's the ad. <clears throat> Hello, listener. This is Michael. Do you like listening to Brothers on a Tangent? Because if you do, you should share it with your friends. End of ad. The ad is for ourselves. Yes, the ad is for ourselves. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So I was sitting there thinking about it and like all of our Facebook friends were listening. Our family was listening and it was like, awesome. But I'm pretty sure that's all that listened. I, a couple of my coworkers listened to it I and mean, we actually started to listen. We were listening to episode two. Mm-hmm. On a drive out to Huntingdale and Castledale. Nice. Huntington and Castledale. And they seem to enjoy it. I mean, the, the only thing they listened to was a story they've heard 100,000 times, and it was me getting run over by the car. Oh, naturally. But naturally. They seem to like it somewhat, you know. Oh, that's good. But the biggest way for us to, to actually grow is for the people that listen to it to actually share it. For those of you that did already, thank you. We love your support. We appreciate it. Continue to do so. And for the rest of you, like if you enjoy the podcast, give it a share. That's really going to be the, the biggest thing for us is is reaching a bigger audience. So there's my shitty ad. Woo. Woohoo. I'm so good at this. So for this episode, uh, we've decided to upgrade our format a little bit. Uh, we have actually come prepared with topics that we'll probably talk about at some point or another if our, our tangents hit dead ends. First topic that I want to talk about, we actually have our very first plot hole in the show. 
Would you call it a plot hole? That's what I would think. I mean, it's not like we left something out. I feel we should call it more of a Easter egg. No, I don't know. Easter egg. I don't know what to call it. Easter egg is for those that want to go back and find it. But there is something that happened in the first episode that technically should not have happened because of something that was discussed in the second episode. And I think those are the only hints I'm going to give. If anybody wants to go back and try and figure out what it was, go ahead and let us know if you find it. We'll give you a crisp high five virtually. If you do find it or think you do find it, contact us through our email. Oh, yes. Email us. We have an email now. We do have an email. We will probably post that on the Facebook page. It's already on the Facebook page. It is on the Facebook page. It is on the Facebook page. If you want to contact us with suggestions or if you find the little tidbit that we discussed the easter email egg. us email us the, are we calling it an easter loophole no not a loophole not a loophole that's a bad word for it no. i don't know man so are we done with the little tidbit then the little easter egg yes if you find it email, email us. us brothers on a tangent all one word brothers on a tangent at gmail.com or the emails on the facebook page okay so something else we discussed at the end of the episode it was late at night when you stopped the first recording and you mentioned me driving home and, and I considered staying here, but I decided to drive home. Right. I just want to put it out there. I fear dr- drowsy driving may be my death <laughs> because it was a oh bad idea God. for me to drive because I was just fine most of the way, but there's a certain point mm-hmm. on my way home that I was a minute away from home. There's this little hill up by the outlets. Okay. But there's this light. Yes. I may or may not have drifted off and then woke up and I was uh, on the oncoming traffic lane. Luckily, it was late at night and so no one else was there. <laughs> oh my God, John. Yeah, I woke up and went, shit, I should not have driven. <laughs> but I made it wow. home safe the rest of the way. Wow. Don't don't drive drowsy. Ooh, ooh, here's another little Easter egg that I'm going to throw out there. And, and maybe you've mentioned this to people and maybe you haven't, okay? Of the first two episodes, John and I each edited one of them. Okay, so John edited one and I edited another. I'm not going to tell you which is which, but if you can figure it out, email us. One of them, in my opinion, is significantly better. And I agree. And we both agree on which one is which better. Which one is better. We do. But we will not discuss or disclose who edited which episode other than confirming it once you email us. Yep. One of us is clearly much better at editing than the other. But uh, we'll let you guys figure that one out. So there's there's another little Easter egg for you. What else do we got on the list, John? Vanilla. Because we discussed talking about vanilla. Oh, that's right. There was one point in the first episode where we mentioned, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about the flavor of vanilla. It, for some reason, didn't make it down to the list I was writing of stuff we were going to come back to. And it was brought up by our grandmother. Uh, hi, Grandma. We love you. Thank you uh, for enjoying the podcast. <laughs> that was a big shock to both of us. Yeah, we both definitely. were. We both were like, "Oh my gosh, Grandma likes it. Uh-huh. We must be doing something right." Yep. Our grandmother pointed out that uh, she was very much looking forward to the vanilla tangent, and we didn't even get to it. So, John, what are your thoughts on vanilla? It is one of the most underrated flavors of all time. It is supreme. It's beautiful. I love vanilla. It is just so good. Like, having a vanilla shake, it's refreshing. Okay, so you say underrated. 
I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. Okay. When you say underrated, I feel like that would mean that it's a kind of a rare thing because nobody really likes it. But vanilla is everywhere in everything, right? So I don't know if I would go with underrated, but I definitely agree that it is by far the best flavor of any sweets. I'm, I'm going to put it in like in the dessert category. It is the best flavor, hands down. Yes. Vanilla is one of the best flavors out there, in my opinion. So I feel like for me, it comes down to the fact that I don't like chocolate. Now I have to clarify that because I'll tell people I don't like chocolate. But what that really means is chocolate will never be my first choice. I enjoy a chocolate bar. Like, that's good. I don't I don't enjoy chocolate cake. I don't enjoy chocolate ice cream. There is such thing as too much chocolate, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, I absolutely. can only have so much chocolate, you know? And like, I, I enjoy chocolate. Chocolate is good. Mm-hmm. But it gets to the point where I just get chocolated out. I don't think I could reach that point with vanilla. Yeah. Let me correct myself. It would take a lot more to get me feeling that way about vanilla than I do about chocolate. I don't even think I have that limit. I love vanilla so much, dude. Do you want to hear my, my top five favorite flavors of ice cream in order? Are they different flavors of vanilla? Vanilla bean. French vanilla. Oof. Country vanilla. BYU creamery vanilla. Because I swear it's its own thing. Okay? I don't think I've tried BYU creamery so I'll you, sh- you should try one. it. You should try I, it. I'll have to try it that is its one. own thing. And then regular vanilla. All five of my favorite top top five ice cream flavors, just just vanilla. Var- variations of vanilla. Variations of vanilla because and that's another great thing is about vanilla is it has variations to it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Vanilla bean OP. Oh, it's so good. Love vanilla oh. bean. How do you feel about desserts in general? There's times where I need some sugar, but I have this weird thing when I eat a good amount of sugar that I kind of, I don't know how to describe it, and this is going to sound really weird, but I kind of feel that I've had too much sugar when I can feel it in my, like, arms. You can feel it in your arms? I just get this weird feeling of I've just had too much sugar. Interesting. And so I I have to stop at that point and I get a little sugared out, which it's such a weird thing to like feel that because I'll eat a certain amount and then I'll just be all like, oh, that's too much sugar for me. Okay. So, so it's hit or miss when it comes to desserts for me. I tell everyone that I don't like dessert because 90% of the time I don't want any dessert. If we're having a big family gathering, big meal, and somebody brings out like cake and ice cream or pies or whatever... I just tell people I don't like dessert because I don't want something sweet to finish up a meal. That just feels like it spoils the rest of the meal for me. I would much rather have something like savory as a dessert option. Like as weird as it is, like beef jerky. If you want to offer beef jerky as an after meal option, that's what I'm going to take 90% of the time. Interesting. So I just, I just tell people I don't like dessert because it gets me out of the whole oh, but you got to try mine. It's really good. If Like if I say, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, you know, chocolate cake. People are like, oh, but you've got to try mine. It's different. I see. Right. And so I just tell people I don't like dessert, which is generally true. Like I said, 90% of the time, I'm not going to choose the sweet option. So do you like sweeter foods or not? No, I like savory foods. I like spicy foods too. 
I love sweet food. Sweet food? Sweet food. De- define sweet food for me. I'm having a hard time parsing that in my head. Okay, there was one time I was over at one of our cousin's houses. I was there for a birthday party, and someone made these potatoes that were sweet and spicy. Like, they put in, like, maple syrup uh, to put the sweet in, but it was just one of the best things I ever tasted because it was sweet and spicy. My heart just loved it because I love potatoes as well. So the next the next best option I can think of in my head is, like, candied sweet potatoes. Oh, where they, so they make good. sweet potatoes with like marshmallows and caramel and brown sugar and stuff. You can have too much of it, I, but if I it's can't just the that. right just the right amount is perfect for I me. I want butter on my sweet potatoes. Butter and salt. I just enjoy sweeter foods for some reason. And right. everyone thinks I'm weird for it. Because, you are weird, but because they're all like they're like, Why do you like sweet food? I'm like, I don't know. It tastes good. Plus it doesn't make me feel like I'm I can have too much sugar with it, you know? I thought of another great example. Sweet relish. Ew. love sweet relish. Oh, gross. I love sweet relish. Gross. Dill relish is okay, but sweet relish is where it's at. Like, I love sweet relish on my dogs. No, I disagree. Most people do disagree with me. Yep, I disagree. That's another great example of sweeter foods, is I will put sweet relish on my dogs. And and that's what some of the more common relish is. It's on the sweeter side. Okay. That's why I love relish. You know, right? Because and I guess think, that makes when sense. When most people think relish, it's sweet relish instead of dill relish. Like I'll still have dill relish, but I would much rather prefer the sweet relish. It's so see, good. I guess I'm not too big on relish. I love pickles. Pickles are fantastic. Dill pickles specifically. Like, give me, give me that vinegar. Mm, delicious, right? So when it came to relish, you would much rather prefer to have dill relish on a dog. Yeah, but I'm also not huge on relish. But I love pickles. Here's here's the other interesting thing, actually, about pickles. I don't like cucumbers at all. Cucumbers are disgusting. They are the only thing that I'm not allergic to that I pick out of foods. Cucumbers are gross, but pickles, man. Dill pickles? Mmm. I fucking love them. You don't like cucumber? I don't like cucumber. Did you not know that about me? No, because we used to eat it all the time as a kid. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys used to eat it all the time as a kid. You would go pick cucumbers out of grandma's garden and just take a bite and put salt on it. Yeah, and take a bite. Salt, salt and cucumber. Nope. I remember I, that. I hate it, dude. I cannot stand cucumbers. I did not know that. I think they taste like, like mud. Huh. They're, they're just watered down dirt. That's what mushrooms are is dirt. Mushrooms taste like no, dirt to me. No, no, no. Mushrooms have an earthy flavor. That's different. Mushrooms I, are I good dirt. I enjoy mushrooms, though. I fucking love mushrooms. Mush- mushrooms are good dirt. Mushrooms are delicious. Mushrooms are fantastic. Not the psychedelic kind, just the regular kind. That's what he wants you to think. Speaking of allergies, though, I know you've got a couple. I've got some weird ones. What are your allergies? There's only two that really affect me, and it's pineapple and garlic. You're allergic to garlic? I'm allergic to garlic. Oh, you poor son of a bitch. doesn't stop me from eating it. I'm so sorry. I'm fine without pineapple, but Mm. garlic... No, I'll, I'll suffer through the consequences of garlic. Huh. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. I will suffer through the consequences of garlic because it is fantastic. I love garlic. Garlic love is it. amazing. Garlic love is it. everything, man. So uh, I often make the joke when it comes to pizza. That was one thing. Uh, when we were preparing for the wedding, I discussed the wedding yeah, slightly you discussed the for wedding, a second. I think in the, in the first episode. 
for just a second, but at the wedding for preparation for the wedding, yes, they ordered pizza. Most of the pizza had pineapple on it. Oh, you, <laughs> I went, poor, I went, you poor I went, soul! I went no, but I, it was fine. I love pineapple they on pizza. Cheese. I love pineapple on pizza. I I'm putting had, that out. This I will die on this hill. Pineapple belongs on pizza. I've had pineapple on pizza and suffered the consequences, and it was pretty good. But it's it's not worth suffering the consequences for, in my opinion. That's you fair. Know? So yes, I would eat pineapple on pizza if I weren't allergic to it. Okay. All right. All right. Like Hawaiian pizza probably tastes fantastic. Oh, it's delicious. I fucking love it. Because, like I was mentioning earlier, sweeter foods. Pineapple's really sweet. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would, okay. I would. It it would it would go right in my lane. Yeah. I if see I weren't that. allergic to it. Another thing they use in pizza is garlic. I also. Uh, made a sad discovery that marinara sauce has started to give me heartburn. Oh, there goes your pizza days. No, I'll just get different sauce from now on, I guess. Oh, there you go. Get like an Alfredo, chicken Alfredo pizza. That stuff's good. Or barbecue sauce. I like barbecue sauce on pizza because it's Mm -hmm. a sweeter sauce. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sweet food. Is there anything else you're allergic to? I know you have, I know you have issues with milk sometimes. It's like seasonal or something. I'm confused on that. As a kid, it seemed like... Yeah, we were always buying you, like, soy milk and stuff. During the fall, yeah. But I'm not sure if it's still the case. It might be, and I just, I've gotten used to it. It was only during the fall that it got bad, which was very weird. Okay, so it kind of was seasonal then. Yes. Interesting. It was only during the fall that it seemed to get bad, but Mm -hmm. so far, I don't think I've been having issues. So far this year? Yeah, so far this year. I wonder if it was psychological. But yeah, so uh, the other allergies are, of course, the seasonal allergies that I get. Mm, um, yeah, the hay fever. But that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I get that too. So what are your allergies? <laughs> oh, there you go. Working on your interviewer skills. Uh, that was one note that we received, John, is that you should interview me more. But you're so boring. You said it yourself. I'm the most interesting. I know, I know. Which someone had an issue with, but, uh, you know, you can fight me for that position. I told her she can come onto the podcast and dispute that herself. <laughs> and she said, maybe. So I don't, th- I don't, th- I guess she doesn't want to put up that fight. I guess you just win by default. Fantastic. So my allergies to simplify it. When I explain it briefly to someone, I just say anything that is botanically a berry because berries are fucking weird. Most of the things that we think of as berries are not berries. And a lot of the things that we would never think of as berries are berries. For example, avocado. Avocado is a berry. I don't know why. I don't know how, but avocado is a berry. And I'm allergic to avocado. So, my allergies so far, the ones that definitely get me... save that. Sorry. What? Uh, I fucked up. (laughs) What's new? (laughs) I fucked up. It's fine. It's fine. How did you fuck up? I'll fix it. Fix what? Did you delete? <laughs> Don't worry about did it. Did you delete our topics? No. Maybe. Oh my god. <laughs> John. <laughs> I fixed it. <laughs> I don't think you fixed it. I did. Did you just delete everything we've talked about so far? Yeah, I did. And then I accidentally deleted the title. <laughs> uh, new idea. Don't delete anything until we're done recording. Sounds good. <laughs> I was just like looking at it and was like, maybe I'll just delete that. And then I fucked up. You fucked up. Anyway, we can just cut all that, I guess. Yeah, probably. I'm going to start over. berries. 
I'm allergic to some fruits. When I explain it briefly to people, I usually just say anything that's botanically a berry. Because there are lots of things that are berries that you would not think are berries. And there are lots of things that are called berries that are not actually berries. Strawberries, not a berry. Avocado, it's a berry. Banana, it's a berry. Watermelon, I think it's a berry. Is it? It might be. I don't know. But I'm allergic to watermelon. So the, the big three that always get me are bananas, watermelons, and avocados. Now, one of those three, I am willing to risk my life for. Can you take a guess which one, John? Avocado. No, God, Banana. No. no. I'm making jokes here. It's I, I obviously say, fucking you're, you're watermelon. Fucking with me. Yeah, it's like, watermelon. I've seen you suffer for watermelon. I will suffer your, for watermelon. Your wife has to keep a close eye on you when there's watermelon around because she knows she, you're going to try and sneak some. Yep. My wife, my wife freaks out every time she sees me eat watermelon, which, okay, tangent, tangent time. Shelby has not listened to the podcast. I know, right? She has not listened to the podcast. My wife has not listened to the podcast. I have had friends who I've spoken, I haven't spoken to in years go, hey, your podcast was great, but your own wife has not listened my to it. My own wife. Ooh. So I'm, I'm calling her out right now. And you know what? If she doesn't listen to it, she'll never hear this. If she does... I love you. <laughs> it was great seeing you have your niece still. I thought you said niece, and I was like, we we don't. Scarlett went back to her mom. No, no. Side tangent. Wife has not listened to the podcast. Back to the original topic. I have no idea how to classify what I'm allergic to, but the big three are bananas, watermelons, avocados. Avocado, I used to be willing to suffer for until a couple months ago. I bought some, some sushi, right, that had avocado in it, didn't think anything of it. It was just a six-pack of sushi, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to eat this. It's not that much avocado. Fifteen minutes later, I could not breathe, and I thought I was going to pass out. So ever since then, I don't, I don't actually fuck with my allergy anymore. I haven't had watermelon since then. I haven't had bananas since then. I just don't even, don't even touch, touch them. Okay, so I just looked it up. Okay. Watermelons are berries. They are berries? They are berries. Okay, so I can keep saying berries. Yep. Watermelons are berries, which is interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't remember exactly what it is that defines a berry. I know it's got some, like, like a hard exterior covering a fleshy interior with interior seeds. I think they have to come from a single ovum as well. So it's like one flower produces one fruit or something like that. I don't know. We don't need to get into it right now. Are we ready to go back to the list? It seems like we were finished with the allergies section. Yeah. What do, what do you got next on the list? So next on the list, we have Halloween costumes because this oh, year yes. I have been invited to a Halloween party and this is only the second Halloween party I've ever been to. This is the first time I've put real effort into a Halloween costume and it is looking banging. And I'm excited. So, okay. I don't want to ask you specifics about this particular costume because I know you, you want it to kind of be a big reveal. Yeah. Right? So I'm not so going to ask you specifics, but I want to ask probably, your... There's probably only three parts of my costume that I will discuss in some detail, but hopefully won't give it away. Well, now I'm, I want to know what those three parts are. So I'm going to discuss shoes, hat, cane. That reveals... Very little about what my costume is going to be. You're going as Facilier from The Princess and the Frog. I'm not going to reveal what I'm going to be. Am It'll I wrong? Be a surprise. It will be a surprise. Am I wrong? Yes, you're wrong. Oh, okay, okay. 
You're wrong. I, I was just thinking, like, okay, who has... I'm not a very creative person. Okay. So the fact that I've put so much time and effort into it, because I went out and handpicked different sections and looked for the best options in most of them. Okay. I feel there's maybe only one that isn't the best quality out of everything I've gotten so far, and I still need to get a few things. You were going to say something... Yeah, so I, I was going to say, I didn't want to ask you specifics about your costume because I know you kind of want it to be a big reveal. I don't even know what your costume is. I just kind of wanted to ask your general feelings on dressing up for Halloween. Um, It's fun. What do you mean by that? I don't like costumes. Okay. I never dress up. Okay, yeah. I So when it comes to dressing up for Halloween, if it is something you like doing and enjoy doing, fabulous. If you don't like doing it, works for you, you know? It's something that... I've put little effort into dressing up for Halloween most most of the time. I mean, I went as a vampire for like seven years. Wow, seven years? Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a vampire joke, and it's just. No, here's. here's I mean, I I guess you could say that costume is uh, immortal. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the best no, I got was, right now. There there was only one time that being a vampire was terrible because we discussed Twilight in the last episode. Yes, I read Twilight. And I love when Twilight. Twilight was a big thing, I was in about fifth grade, so I was going to be a vampire again. Mom went, oh, let's dress you up as Edward. <laughs> and so I went to school in a fucking sweater vest for some reason. That's amazing. At the same time, I had this little line with me, too, because I had this little line stuff you know, that I really enjoyed. And for some reason, as a kid, I used to always get nosebleeds a lot. Yeah. And for some reason, on this line, I had two perfect, like, little dots of blood from a nosebleed or something. So I brought it to school with me <laughs> and had a little line so, that I... Okay, I get it, because Edward's a, a, a yeah animalitarian. It's something like that. I, so I, I had this little line that had just two little patches of blood, like actual legit blood on it that I brought to school. That's funny. And no that's one knew. Funny. I mean, everyone knew about the line. They didn't know that it was actual blood. <laughs> so yeah, so when it came to this year, I definitely put the most effort in and the most money for sure. Altogether, my costume was about 170 Wow, that is way more than I've ever spent on a costume. Yeah, I decided that I was going to get quality items. I was going to bring my cane today to show it to you. Uh That is quality cane. Yeah? Like, it is beautiful. Do you think you'll ever use it after this? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like, for costumes or just in general? Both. Nice. Both. I love the image of you just walking around with a cane. Let let me look at the description, and I can tell you, because this cane is designed... To look badass for you when you need a cane. It's what situations do you need a cane, though? For when you can't walk properly? Well, okay, but you can walk properly. Me? Yeah. Oh, on, I guess you do on, have on your my fucked bad up days, ankle. On my bad days, a cane will help tremendously. Okay. Okay. There you go. Because I do have days that it's just it hurts so much just to walk. There are days that I, I will need the cane, and I'll probably need it as I get older. Okay, so the cane makes sense. I know you also want to talk about the hat and the shoes. Yes. So when it comes to that and the shoes, so I decided to order everything at the beginning of October just in case. Okay. For the hat size, I wasn't sure what size to go with. I went with... There are hat sizes? There are hat sizes, right? I was like, I, I, was I like guess well, it, shoot. I guess it makes sense. It's a nice enough hat that it has hi- hat sizes. That's a nice hat if it's like, got a size. Yeah, I. it is a really nice hat. <laughs> Here's the unfortunate thing, though. 
Okay. I ordered the second biggest size because it would take longer for the biggest size. I was like, well, maybe I'll just get the second biggest because it will arrive sooner. Worst case, I just get the biggest if it comes because I'm ordering at the beginning. So the hat arrives. Okay. And it's too small. Oh, no. But it was a really nice hat. Okay. It's also where I discovered that apparently Amazon returns can be given to Kohl's and they can oh. return it for you. They Fancy. pack it, put the label on it, and ship it off for you. Nice. So that's fantastic. So unfortunately, the hat was too small, but it was a really nice fucking hat. Like, I'm excited for this hat. Unfortunately, the delivery time is just before Halloween. Like, it just before Halloween to just after. So I'm praying the hat shows up Ooh, because I need I the hat. Too. I hope it does, too. I need that hat. Unfortunately, I, I'm panicking and hoping the hat arrives in time. The shoes, however, was a similar issue, different problem. Let different. me guess. They came anyway. too big. No. Oh, okay. No, the, it's, it was the same <laughs> issue, same problem, but why it happened was different reasons. Okay. So I ordered the shoes, and I make sure I order... I click size 12, I order, but a glitch in Amazon system made them come in the default size, which when it comes to default size, it chooses the first option. First option was size 6. Oh, I, no. <laughs> those are half my size. They arrive. My roommate, when he went to get the mail, pulled them out of the parcel locker. He, he looks at him and goes, that's not going to fit, John. Leaves them on the counter for me. I, I grab the package, I open the package, I pull the shoes out, and I go, that's not going to fit me. <laughs> Luckily, I already had the experience with the hat, so I returned them. And then I go to order them again, and I, I click on size 12. I go to order, and it says size 6. And I go, whoa, wait a second. So I had to go into the system and very carefully make sure it sent me size 12 this time, which wow. it did. And the shoes are That's really good. nice. The shoes are really comfy. Happy about that. Awesome. But the rest of the costume looks pretty good. I still need to get a shirt. But the rest of the costume is looking pretty good. All I'm waiting on now is the hat. And, the the and will hopefully be done. it and shows up before... And hopefully it shows up before Halloween. If not, that sucks. Right. I'm checking to see the exact dates for when the hat is supposed to arrive. I'll let hopefully. you check that first before I change the subject. Okay. Its guesstimate of when it's arriving is October 26th to November 17th. That's Seven. a big gap. It is a big gap. I wonder if the election has anything to do with that. And I'm a little concerned. That's interesting. That's a big gap. It is a big gap. I think it's just because of where it's being shipped from, but I'm not sure. Fascinating. So you mentioned you're going to a Halloween party. Yes. Which I feel like segues pretty nicely into the next topic we had on the list, which is dealing with COVID. How has the COVID situation changed your life? Not very much. I thought um, that's what you were going to say. Not very much. <laughs> Because I moved down here for a job just before it got into the full swing of shutting everything down. Right. So I moved here. Everything started shutting down. And I'm I'm thankful for when I started my job. For my job, we discussed the COVID pay, the premium yeah, pay that they're giving us. The hazard pay. And the cutoff for the pay is literally right before I got hired. Like, I got hired just in time to qualify for the hazard pay. Because they decided okay, that yeah, anyone yeah, else yeah. that got hired at... This certain point in time won't, get the, won't get the premium pay, which one of my coworkers is, is upset about. And they should have some incentive to the people who are getting in the job because something else I'm noticing is a lot of people are cruising on unemployment because it's it's a much better deal. Yeah. A lot of places are actually struggling to find people 
So I feel they should have more of an incentive for the people who join after. But I can understand not wanting to do that because they're already losing a little, bit, a little bit of money from the different stuff they've had to do. It hasn't really changed my life much. I just stay at home, really. The only thing that's really changed is having to wear masks out in public, of course, and wearing a mask for work. When we first started requiring to wear masks, they gave out these buffs that we could wear. Okay. And I have, like, five or six of these buffs, because I was just wearing the buffs. What is a buff? It's a sleeve of fabric, basically. Okay, so it's just like a sleeve that goes around your neck that you can pull up over your nose? Yes. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And so I was using these buffs. They worked really well because it didn't fog up my glasses, it didn't make my face itchy, it didn't give much of a hindrance, and then they changed the mask policy to plain masks and actual masks. So I had to buy actual masks while at work to be able to wear the masks they now require at work, which they're a little more annoying, but I'm learning how to cope with them. Like, when I have to go into either the freezer or the beverage cooler at work, once I walk out of there to a warmer area to make sure my glasses don't fog up too much i either take off my glasses until they warm up or i have to put my glasses over the mask so it goes a little lower on my face so i just look like an old <laughs> like my glasses are sitting just below the bridge of my nose whereas they usually sit at the top so tangent real quick i noticed somebody doing this when we ran to the store earlier today there was this chick who like had her mask on and she had her glasses down on the edge of her nose and so she had her head tilted back to look through the glasses that were down on the edge of her nose to make sure they didn't fog up. Yeah, that's something that's been really annoying is, is glass fog from the masks. Uh, you know? I can imagine. I don't have to have glasses or contacts because yeah. my eyesight's better than perfect. So, so 2020 is considered perfect, right? Yeah. Good vision. Yeah. I have like 2013. Oh, okay. Or 1320. So basically... What a normal person can see at 13 feet, I can see at 20 feet. Uh-huh. So I've got, like, awesome vision. You, you, got, you got dad's vision, because dad has, has awesome yep. vision. I've got awesome vision. I'm, I'm the only one of us kids who, who has glasses or contacts. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you, I'm the only one who the does. You got the bad genes there. I feel that has to do with my development in the womb. I, I know, I know. I, I'm, I'm I think, confused. I think, I think a couple of my health issues come from it because I think just after mom had her biggest baby, she had a rough time. It was a rough delivery. She was still recovering. Her uh-huh. body was still recovering from that. Some things may have not been developed as far as they should have been because her body was also trying to heal itself at the same time. So from what I'm understanding is you're blaming AJ for any health defects you have? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Damn it, AJ. Damn it. <laughs> Even before be I was a, born. Such a big baby. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think maybe that's why I have so many health issues. Like, the hole I have in front of one of my ears that, as kids, you used to stick toothpicks in. You remember yeah, you that? Yeah, do, you do have a hole in the top of your ear. Weird. And then I was also born with a hole in one of my eardrums. I did know that. Because you had constant earaches until you were old enough to actually express that you had earaches. Yeah, and it's gone to the point now that when I get ear infections, which I rarely get them anymore, but it got to a point that I had them so often that I knew when I would have one and it would just be a small bother to me. It wasn't like, ow, 
Ow. It was a, shoot, another ear infection. That sucks. Interesting. So I feel that I may have been a little on the undeveloped side for a little bit. Okay. Okay. But I'm not sure on that. You know. Interesting. That's just a theory I have about it. So what were we discussing before we went on the tangent about me? So let's see. Let's work backwards. We had, you were undeveloped. You had poor vision. Poor vision. You, your glasses were fogging up. There was Masks. the chick at Walmart. COVID. Masks. COVID. Cor- the Rona. The Rona. So yeah. So, so overall things had not that, changed. They haven't really changed because I stay at home. I don't have many people I go out and see anyway. I don't really have any friends. Like, it's funny, because both my roommates are from Idaho, right. and they go out more than I do, and they have friends over, and I don't. <laughs> I right. just stay in my room most of the time. So your your life didn't really change that much? Not really. That's okay, mine either. I mean, my wife and I definitely stay home way more than we used to. Shelby gets stir-crazy. And so at least once a weekend, we were always out and about doing something, going somewhere, hanging out with someone. That changed dramatically we still try to get out and go places like we'll take brielle to the park but we'll try to do it safely nothing at work changed for me other than having to wear masks at work but that's not a big deal because most of the time i'm by myself in the truck anyways so i don't usually have to wear a mask shelby did work from home for a few months but that didn't last very long that lasted like i said like two months maybe and then she went she went back to working in the office so yeah, things haven't really changed here for us either, and that's I'm I'm very much the same as you. I'm a super homebody. I love staying home. If we go too long without just having a full day of me just vegging out at home, that's when I go crazy. I'm the exact same way. I need my rest days, man. I need my days away from everyone else and to just play a video game all day. Speaking of Video games. I know want, that's something want we wanted. Video games? I know that's something we wanted to discuss. So that's what I've spent a lot of my time doing, and and so I wanted to ask you, video games. What? How do you feel about them? How long? I hate video games. Naturally. No, I enjoy video games. I don't enjoy them as much as I used to, and it's not so much that I don't have as much time for them. And maybe that's what it is: is I don't have time for them, so I don't enjoy them as much when I do play. I feel like that should be. Uh, inversely true where the less time I have for them the more I enjoy them when I'm playing but lately it's it's been like even when I'm playing I'm not really having that much fun I, I still enjoy video games there are definitely a handful that I I love to play but that's kind of always ha- how it's always been for me I've never been huge on on video games I don't get into new releases like it just doesn't hype me up there are a few that I definitely like get excited for, but I feel like not even in the same way that other people get excited for them. Yeah, there, there are very few video games that I really enjoy playing, uh, but those games I love to play. Yeah, so... I don't branch out very often. Typically, when it comes to me, I have two or three video games that I'm playing at one time because I'll grow bored of one game and need to switch up what I'm doing. Maybe it's just because of my ADHD that I need to do that. Or sometimes I'll be doing something on my phone and play the game because I need more than just the same thing over and over again. You're just not satisfied with one. I'm not just, yeah. So I typically 
do two things at once when it comes to it and I'll switch up what games I'm playing and there's stretches where I will I will like if I really enjoy a game I will sit down I will play it I will knock it out hyper focus time you know have a lot of great fun really bust it out do you have an example of a game like that for you so the most recent one that I I like hunkered down on was a while back Assassin's Creed the Ezio collection was on sale mm, and so I bought it I bought it because I loved Assassin's Creed 2 and I loved Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I never really played Revelations. I I have never actually touched Revelations, but Brotherhood was my shit. I loved Brotherhood. Loved it. So when I got that, I hunkered down. I busted out Assassin's Creed 2 and I went, I don't remember it being this short, but it was just because I was like really busting through it. Right. I did the same with Brotherhood and I actually went through and did everything <laughs> through both of them. I went out and I cleared out the maps. And so the you first went time... and did all of the side missions, all of the, the... Yes. I didn't I didn't get 100% synchronization on all the missions. I played the missions. Oh, okay. But I didn't take the time to get 100% synchronization. There's only one Assassin's Creed game that I got 100% on, and that was my favorite Assassin's Creed game. And so, yeah, I like went through, I busted out these two games, I started playing Revelation, and I got bored. <laughs> And so I got through the first, like, two missions, and I haven't touched it since. So you still haven't finished Revelations? I still have not finished Revelations. That's which okay. I, I, I never I touched Revelations. Into, I might Which get is back funny, into. because I played I played 3, which comes I after Revelations. Well. I played 3 as well. Yeah, I never played Revelations. Yeah, never played Revelations, even though Sethan's Creed Brotherhood leaves off on a huge cliffhanger. Does it really? Yeah, because remember that. you end up stabbing someone, and you go, oh, What? And then you find out why in Revelations, why it was necessary to stab a person. Oh, okay. I do, I do remember what you're talking about. Yeah. The, the one love interest character. Yeah. I didn't want to, like, spoil it, but I mean, oh. the game's been out for a while. Yeah. Uh, spoiler warning. I, I do remember that, but I also remember never, I've never played Revelations. Yeah. So yeah, there was that, and there's the whole you know but that's sprinkled, throughout, the whole, sprinkled throughout the Assassin's whole Creed Two and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood was the whole Subject Sixteen thing, which also gets answered in Revelations. But I never played Revelations. Well, so that's because that's not the interesting part of the game. It's not. There's there's like so Assassin's Creed is like a story within a story, right? You're playing as I think his name was Desmond. Yeah, Desmond. You're playing as Desmond, who through this technology goes back. And experiences the life of his ancestors, and that's the core part of the game. Is you're playing as whatever ancestor, so Ezio, Ezio Auditori, da Firenze. Yep, I don't know. It's Italian. That that pronunciation was probably terrible. But anyways, Ezio is way cooler than Desmond. Way cooler than Desmond. So like, even though there's this story between, you know, what's happening to Desmond throughout these games, like that's not the interesting part. You want to play as Altair or Ezio or Connor. Connor, thank you. I I can't pronounce. I would gut his uh, Native American name. So Connor is what he goes by. Yeah, Connor. Connor's what he goes by. Because I don't it's remember his Native pronounce. American name at all. I'm not even going to attempt it because I don't fully remember it. Yeah, that's that's why you play the games. The farthest you ever got was probably Assassin's Creed Three, right? Yeah. So I played Assassin's Creed Three. Because the next one that came out, if I'm remembering correctly, was Black Flag. And Assassin's Creed 3 had ship battles in it, and that was my least favorite part of that game. 
So the idea that there was a whole game where like the main focus was these ship battles, I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. Now everyone's told me that they way improved it and they're so much better in Black Flag, but I still have no interest in picking it up. Yeah, they they definitely since it was a game centered on ships, it they definitely made sure they had to improve the ship battles and make them right. better. And it turned out to be a lot of fun for me. The one that is my favorite that flies under most people's radar is it, it goes hand in hand with some of the others that fly under people's radar. Like, have you ever heard of Assassin's Creed Liberation? Nope. Yeah, that was one that they came out with that's also set in North America. Hmm. Never played it, never really looked into it. Interesting. But if I remember correctly, it's centered on a girl in the Americas. I'm That's that, a, that's my extent of knowledge. Okay. But one I mean, my favorite I mean, game. The big sell point for a lot of Assassin's Creed games is like the setting. Yeah. So if you can't even remember the setting, then what's that's, the point? Yeah, I like I said I've never done anything with that game. Right. But the one that is my favorite, that is the only Assassin's Creed game that I 100%ed was Assassin's Creed Rogue. Have you ever heard of Assassin's Creed Rogue? Isn't that the one that takes place in New Orleans? No. Oh. So the thing about Assassin's Creed Rogue was it was developed the same time that Assassin's Creed... Shoot, what's that one called? The one that takes place in France that was a dumpster fire, apparently. That I didn't. Even I have touch. no idea. There I was one. There was one that came out. It was about the time that the Xbox One and PS4 were coming out. Okay. And so it was like, we're coming out with this Assassin's Creed game just in time for the for new the, consoles. The new consoles. And so they had one team working on this big game, and then they had another team working on Assassin's Creed Rogue. Okay. So it kind of flew under the radar because there was coverage about the other game. Tons of coverage on it. And we can't even remember what it was. Can't even remember the name. Oh, it's a good thing we're I not a gaming was, podcast. I remember it was bad, though. It was really bad. And so I remember, or maybe, uh, I, I'm not sure of the timeline for when Assassin's Creed Rogue came out. But Assassin's Creed Rogue basically took the engine from 4, uh-huh. with the ship battles and everything, and put it in North America. And it's, it's a prequel to 3, but it, it doesn't feel like a prequel. Like, okay. it shares some of the same characters... And it explains what happens to the Assassin's Creed in America. I think you've told me about this one before. Continue. Because I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So I I should have put like a spoiler warning in front of it. Spoiler warning. We already put spoiler warnings. But basically you play as this assassin named Shay Cormack. He's Irish. He's fantastic. One of my favorite characters of all time. Because he starts out as an assassin in the North American Assassin's Creed. And it's a big creed plenty of assassins one of my favorite things about it was also a part that i enjoyed about the multiplayer in assassin's creed 3 at certain points in the game you will have assassins hunting you down right because what happens is you start out in the assassin's creed you start doing missions with them you get to know them a little bit and then you go on one mission where the big thing is the pieces of eden throughout the games and you're sent to retrieve a piece of eden from i think portugal it's Portugal. You go there, and it isn't necessarily a piece of Eden as it's a ley line. And so when you take this thing, okay. it sets off a huge earthquake. And Shay goes, we shouldn't do this. He goes back to the creed and goes, we shouldn't do this. And proceeds to steal the book on, on it. 
he proceeds to get hunted down by the assassins and then is presumed dead because he gets shot and falls off a cliff into the water. But this one dude saves him. Turns out to be a Templar. Right. And he slowly transitions from an assassin to the Templar order. And the rest of the game, you are hunting the Creed and killing them off. Okay, like so you're working friends. on the other side of the whole... You're working as a Templar. Fascinating. Fascinating. And you become the assassin of sa- of assassins. Huh. But it's a lot of fun, and the shit battles are a lot of fun. I ended up 100% in the game, but there was one thing I was stuck on for the longest time, because they have these things called legendary ship battles. And I made sure my ship was fully equipped. It's beautiful. I love it. I went through the legendary battles, and it was fun. It was a challenge. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, oh, months. <laughs> Months. I would try it a couple of times, have to take a break, come back like a month or two later to try again. <laughs> like this shit battle took me forever. When I finally got it, I, I like cried with joy. In it, you go up against this ship that should not exist. <laughs> should not exist. No way this ship could sail. <laughs> it was like I had a rowboat compared to a fucking man of war. This thing was when my ship was fully upgraded. <laughs> Wow. Like, it was one hell of a battle. And then once it gets low enough in health, two more legendary ships show up, which aren't as extreme as this one, but two more legendary ships, which I've fought two legendary ships, and it was it was a bit of a challenge. But uh-huh. having two legendary ships and then this fucking, like, dreadnought of a thing <laughs> took me forever. Like, I remember when I finally got to that point that it got low enough, and then those two sh- ships showed up. The first time it happened, I went, no, God, please, no. <laughs> I loved and adored that game because the story was fantastic and you get a little more backstory on three. I had so much fun with that game because it has the great, like they improved the running mechanics Mm -hmm. from three enough that you felt you could actually like climb trees instead of just like running up trees. Right. (laughs) You know, you felt that great movement that made two and brotherhood a lot of fun for me is that you could, you could see a building, you could fucking run up it. Which three was set in a lot of like wilderness, right? But it was like it the was American little, frontier. Yeah, it was a little well, clunky. not even not even the frontier. It was colonial America. Yeah, which <clears throat> the climbing was pretty good, but it it had its times where it felt a little clunky. They really smoothed and polished it out for Rogue. You know, That's by good. Rogue they had they had um, a few other games to go off of, and they used these different engines to basically create a new game just fantastic because you finally learned because in three when you go to the house that had the assassin's creed Mm -hmm. in it it's this big house but there's only one person left right in it and being the person who hunted down all the assassins and like getting that feeling of getting hunted by other assassins was just so thrilling to me the fact that at any point assassin could come after me fascinating i may have to check it out then yeah i i love Um, it so um, I, I kind of wanted to get into what kinds of games do you enjoy? Not necessarily specific games, but like what kinds of games do you enjoy? Why do you enjoy them? That sort of thing. I really enjoy action games and RPGs. Okay, so you say action games. Um, do you mean like FPSs, first-person shooters? I've do you mean like... not been the best when it comes to uh, first-person shooters. Uh-huh. I want something that excites me. I feel the the funnest thing about first-person shooters is having people to play with, which I don't. Right. I don't have people Having a, who, a dedicated who, squad. Have, having a squad who are all about the same level, because if you're with people who are much better than you, mm-hmm. 
it just makes you feel so bad. <laughs> like I right. I was playing with my roommates for a little while in Modern Warfare, and their friends are just so much better than me, because I played first person shooters every now and again, but I didn't spend hours in them. You know, so it just kind of felt that first person shooters. You, you need to find people you enjoy playing with mm-hmm. and that you can get good with together and you're not just, like, lagging behind the whole time. Okay, so on the RPG front... Man, sorry. I, this cold medicine's kicking in. You're just fine. We may have to call it for a bit. Yeah? Yeah. Sounds good. We will probably pick uh, off of RPGs. Yeah. And for those who don't know the lingo, RPG is role-playing games. Role-playing game. You step into a specific role. You, you do certain stuff. Generally, they're uh, fantasy-centered, chosen one types. Yeah. But we'll, we'll come back to that. Hello, listeners. Welcome back from our week-long break from recording. After Mike had a terrible cold, took some medicine, and couldn't handle it, and then didn't tell me beforehand I came over that he had a cold. Anyway, so we left off on talking about RPGs. Yes, role-playing games. When I play games, like, that's my shit. Uh, I really enjoy the role-playing games. I really enjoy fantasy games. Although, again, there are very few that I've actually played. When it comes to RPGs, what are some of your favorite RPGs? Obviously, like, I really enjoyed the Elder Scrolls series. I was huge into Oblivion Elder Scrolls 4. Rip Draco. Rip Draco? Yeah. Your character that you lost, the file got oh, saved. Oh, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't Draco. That oh. was Tatel. It was Tatel. T-A-Y-T-I-L. I could have sworn it was Draco. No, it was Tatel. Yeah, so that file, I had completed every quest in the game that I could complete. He was at level, like, 30, which was pretty fucking high for that game. I had just gone through everything, and the file save got corrupted. Do, do you know why it got corrupted? Yes, I do. It's because I saved while I was taking damage. And why were you taking damage? Because that character was a vampire, and I was running from town to town, and he was taking sun damage, and I needed to save it. I don't know. I was like, I was like 15. I needed to save it because mom needed me for something, to like turn it off. So I saved while he was taking damage, and ever since then, it never. I can't get it to open. It'll load about three-fourths of the way. And then it will just stop loading. And I've let it sit there for like half an hour and it never loads. And it makes me really sad. But yeah, I was really into Oblivion. I was so into it that you could name like 90% of the characters and I could tell you where they were, at what time of day, what quests they were associated with, what guilds they were associated with. Like I could name just about everything about 90%. For about 90% of the characters. I was really into it. You also got me and AJ really into it as well. Yes. And that's where my love for video games and RPGs kind of kickstarted was all of my family members getting me into it. So yeah, role-playing games. I did want to touch on the fact that I actually hate the term role-playing game. Or no, I don't hate the term. I think it is misapplied. I feel like the term role-playing game does not actually fit most of the games that are considered role-playing games, okay? I don't know the exact history of the term, but I imagine it comes from war games and tabletop-type games, okay? Where you have a designated role within a party, right? You are 
the cleric. You're the healer. You are the warrior. You're the tank. You know, you have a designated role within the group. So I think where that branches out is some of the first video game RPGs were set up like that, where they were set up kind of like Dungeon and Dragons stats. Right, know? like they type, set up, type party systems. They're set up with the type of party systems. You know, you, cho- you choose a role and you, and you are that role. And that's where the first Elder Scrolls started off is in something like that. Yeah, so from my understanding, the Elder Scrolls universe was actually created as a homebrew tabletop setting for like the original creators of the Elder Scrolls is this was the world that they played Dungeons and Dragons or or similar games in and eventually they were like we should turn this into a video game and they did and apparently it's wildly successful or something so yeah I think I think more modern RPGs are like you were saying I think they've they've moved away towards the traditional sense of an RPG yeah, I feel like they could be classified under FPS, most of them. But instead of first-person shooter, it's first-person swordsman. <laughs> that's that's a good one. Thank you. Speaking of first-person, okay, tangent time. I only ever played first-person games, right? So this is these are the types of games where you don't actually see your character. You're seeing the game world from the viewpoint of your character. As in, the camera for the game is where the character's head would be. That's a first-person game. But recently, I have actually been able to move to a third person, which is where you can actually like see your character, usually from the back. Like The, the camera floats above and behind the character, right? So that's a, that's a third-person game. I realized the other day what actually helped me with that transition was Dark Souls 3. Because Dark Souls is all played in third person. As far as I'm aware, there's no first person option. Which is fantastic, actually, because playing that game in first person would add a whole level of difficulty. Because you you really need to be able to see and be aware of what's happening around your character in order to be successful at that game. Which, by the way, I am not successful at that game. I bought Dark Souls 3 when it very first came out. That's actually why I bought my PlayStation 4. I remember that you and a friend yeah. uh, went out that night and you got a PlayStation 4 and Dark Souls 3. Well, well he was like he was like, "Hey, do you want to come to the the Dark Souls 3 release party with me at the GameStop?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, you know, I've got nothing else going on. I'll come hang out, whatever, right?" So we show up to the GameStop a few hours early and he was like, "Hey, what time's it starting at? You know, what, you know, do I need to how do I get in line?" that sort of thing, asking all those questions. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a PlayStation and I'm going to pre-order this game so I can come to the release party. Because I wasn't technically allowed to go to the release party if I didn't have the, the pre-release order ticket, right? So I was like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm going to buy it. And I bought a PlayStation 4 because that's what my friend had so that we could play together. Oh, man, we need to talk about consoles later. Yeah. And the, and the next-gen consoles that are coming out because I have no idea what I'm going to do there. But anyways... Yeah, so I, I ended up buying Dark Souls 3 and, and my PlayStation 4 at the same time. When Dark Souls 3 came out, the day it released, I got it. And I have not beat the game. I've gotten pretty close, but that is with the help of another friend of mine who is very into Dark Souls. Uh, like, like he's, he's played and, and beaten all three games multiple times. I kind of explained to him that like I had gotten this like 
a, a little bit into it, but I wasn't getting very far and I was really struggling and I just wasn't enjoying the game. And he was like, oh, okay, well, why don't we play together? Why don't we co-op it? And I was like, oh, that's a, you know, that's, that's a good idea. I can go for that. And I just got to say, Dark Souls is a hundred times better when you're co-oping. Um, so the thing is so much more fun. Go ahead. So the thing I've definitely discovered about games is if there is an option to play with a friend or someone, it just makes it so much better and so much more fun. I have a ball of time when I have, you know, other friends and people to play with. For instance, lately we've been playing a lot of Among Us because it's very popular. Uh, yes, yes. And the qualities of the game when you're playing with people you know and friends on Discord and, and the voice chat makes and the voice a chat huge difference. versus strangers and you're typing is just such a huge difference that mm -hmm. it's so hard to play with strangers now. Yeah, no, absolutely. So with Among Us, I had played one game just because I was like, oh, I guess I should check this out and see what's going on with the game because it's it's big and everybody loves it. And of course, like meme culture. Yeah. Memes galore. And I was like, okay, I can understand enough of the game to understand the memes, but I really want to like enjoy the memes. So that's what, what got me to start playing is memes. And so I had played one game just with a bunch of randos online playing it on my phone. I could not type fast enough to defend myself. Like somebody accused me in the first round of voting. One body had been found and reported. Somebody accused me and I could not type fast enough to defend myself. And I got voted out even though I was a crew member, you know, just in the first round of voting. And I was like, wow, okay, if it's going to be this dumb, like I don't even want to play. Last week when you and I stopped recording yeah when you and i stopped recording you were playing online with some randos and i was like oh you know what i'll, I'll join your game no problem right and so we were kind of playing online with some randos and it was all right and then i was like oh hey wait our cousins have a group chat for this like a discord server maybe we should message them see if any of them want to play so we got a full group together out of people we knew in a voice chat and it was so much better so much better because you kind of already had a foundation for the personalities of people you're playing with. Again, the voice chat changes everything because you don't have to worry about being able to type fast enough. You don't have to worry about being able to make a compelling case without sounding like you're lying because suddenly with, with the voice chat, you have tones and everything to kind of give those subtle messages that you don't get through just reading a chat log. Yeah. One thing that I've done couple of times is in, in the voice chat is a lot of time when there's a body reporter or whatnot people will ask hey where was everyone and if i'm the imposter most of the time i can get away with staying silent about where i was most of the time everyone else is talking about where they were what they were doing and it takes up enough time that voting is over and it goes back to silence and no one notices oh see that's smart that's smart right and i feel i i was i was conflicted on whether or not I should reveal that, that it's something I do sometimes because I know some people <laughs> who play with us will hear this yes. and be all like, yes. be all like, now we got to make sure John talks and tells us where he is. <laughs> Cause I will do that. They've mm -hmm. also discovered another tactic I use around the imposter for those who don't know. I am a terrible liar. I never really got the hang of it. And I'm not really a great liar. And so whenever I am accused and it is me, I do this thing where I stall 
And everyone knows if I'm stalling, it's me. Yep. But yeah, like like the whole group dynamic changes the games for for the better, which is why when I was playing Dark Souls 3 and I had a good buddy of mine co-oping with me, I am now like 95% of the way through the game. I think I have like two bosses left, but I'm now most of the way through the game and I just kind of stopped playing because life got busy and all that fun stuff. But actually, I think you have a similar story with Far Cry 5. Yes, I do. You're right, I do. Um, I also was thinking about a couple of other things, but I'm, I'm going to talk about Far Cry 5 first, so hopefully I don't lose them. But uh, just, just really quick, I fucking love Far Cry 5. Okay, Far Cry 4, amazing. I never played Far Cry 3, but I've heard it's the best one. Far Cry 5, I fucking love it. Okay, so when it comes to Far Cry 4, I played Far Cry 4 and finished the game. But I didn't actually finish the game. I just sat in a chair until the dude came back and went, well, I'm going to take you to your mom now. And then the credits roll. <laughs> so you got the secret ending. So I got the, so secret, got ending. the secret ending. I got the secret ending because... I've tried multiple times to get the secret ending and I always get too impatient and I'm like, I just want to go shoot some dudes. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, what I did was I set down the controller and I did something else and then all of a sudden it went into a cinematic and I went, oh, cool, here it is. Um, Amazing. But when it came to Far Cry 5... I didn't actually go out and get the game. Oh, really? Yes. I had a friend who didn't like the game or something, or by some means, he decided to give me Far Cry 5. Okay. I started it up and played through the tutorial. That's actually how I got The Witcher 3. It's also how I got a few other games, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's just friends were all like, hey, I don't want this game. You want it? I'm like, yeah, sure, a free yeah, game. Yeah, sure, I'll take a free game. Exactly. And so... I got through the tutorial, and then the first thing I did out of the tutorial is I went, you know what? I've heard you can fly planes. I'm going to go and get me a plane and fly it. And I had no idea what I was doing, but I flew a plane. <laughs> and that's all I did until one day you asked me or messaged me and was all like, hey, do you, you have Far Cry 5, right? I was like, yeah, but I've never like actually played it. And you're like, cool, we should co-op together. And then I finally yep. finished the game yep. with us co-oping together. So what had actually happened there when I messaged you? For starters, Far Cry 5 has an amazing soundtrack. Their like main menu theme song is one of my favorites. I love it. It's just like an instrumental and it's kind of mellow, but there's an intensity to it. I I anyways. It's the perfect feel for a Far Cry game. I think it's the perfect feel for this Far Cry game. I don't think yeah. it would fit. Well, uh, see, I've only played Far Cry 5. You never played Far Cry 4? No, I told you I, I oh, the, the only man. thing I did was get the secret ending. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Just kidding. You just said that. You got to play Far Cry 4, dude. Holy shit. That game is so good. The storyline, I think, is way better than Far Cry 5, even though I think the gameplay of Far Cry 5 is way better. I was listening to the soundtrack because I, I was at work or something and just needed to get through some really tedious work. And like I said, that, that soundtrack is amazing. And I listened to that theme song, and it just brought back all the feels of the game. And I was like, man, I really want to play it. I should message John to see if he wants to co-op. Because AJ and I did a little bit of co-op. Uh, we mostly did all the fishing side side quest stuff. Fishing is a lot of fun in games. Fishing is a lot of fun. Not not just in Far Cry 5, but I, I have found myself in games that have like fishing missions just going and fishing. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, so, side note, have you ever played, I, I think it's just called Fishing Simulator, 
but it's it's free on the PlayStation Store. You got to try it, dude. If you really want to feel like you're fishing, but you don't want to deal with going outside and getting sunburns, this game is amazing. I love fishing games. But anyways, so I messaged John and I was like, hey, have you ever played Far Cry 5? And you were like, oh, well, I have it, but I've never played it. And I was like, okay, we need to do co-op. We have to do co-op and play it together. So we ended up going through the whole game together. Or actually, I think you had done a little bit. But we, we went through like 95% of the game together. It was a good majority because the only thing I had done was I did maybe like five missions. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. So John and I played through all of Far Cry 5 together, which was a way better experience than doing it solo again. So I, I guess I guess the point of this whole conversation is just that uh, play games with people you know because it's a lot more fun. Yeah, and you know, uh, don't be afraid to invite people to play games. You know. Yeah. Another game that I loved as a kid, I loved it was Fable Three. Mm-hmm. I played through that game multiple times as a kid, mm-hmm. and a while back I decided to get it again for my Xbox. Oh really? Yes, because I found it so only on Xbox. My experience with Fable. I played a little bit of Fable 2, didn't really enjoy it. I played through all of Fable 3 once and then never touched it again. I absolutely That game is the game. frustrating as hell in the end game. F- Fable 3? Yeah, because you're trying to balance like all the money you're making with trying to save the world. And I feel like every choice you ever make just leads you down a darker path. Because there's no other choice you can make because... You're restricted from playing poorly in the early game, basically. That was my experience with Fable 3. Go so ahead. I've played Fable 3 enough times that I know a f- for sure fire way that you can make all the good choices in the end and still have more than enough money to save your kingdom. Okay, but do you have to be evil through the whole first part of the game in order to make the good choices at the end? You can be nice. There's only one evil thing you have to do. Okay. You buy up all the property, all the land you can, you can, turn the rent as high as you can. Oh, good. Capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> you win through capitalism. That's all you have to do. You can continue making good choices every other aspect of the way, but you can. And, you know, once you have the money and once you save the kingdom, uh-huh. you, you can make the rent free. You're super good guy now. You made all the perfect oh. good choices and all the land is free now. Everybody can just live everywhere. Everyone can live everywhere, rent free now, Until the because the kingdom is saved. Because the kingdom is f- saved. Awesome. I really enjoy Fable Three, and a while back, I tried to get me and my roommate to play it together, co-op, because it's so much fun, so much more fun in co-op. Again, co-op, it's great. The night we were playing F- Fable Three together, there was some hijinks. We had some fun, and we ended up our characters ended up getting married and having a kid. Wait, you can, like, marry each other's character? Yep, and have a kid together. Oh. I found that out. Another funny story about Fable 3 is the person Mm -hmm. who I played co-op with as a kid was AJ. Right. And there was one time that I think we accidentally had a three-way with his wife. Oh, my God. That's possible? Apparently. I I think so. There are aspects of that game I never knew existed. Like, it was funny because then she had a kid. And then we're like, wait, who's the dad? <laughs> oh, no. So I've tried to get my roommate to co-op with me and play together. Uh-huh. We've just played a little bit. And then Thursday we actually tried playing it again. 
Mm-hmm. And then we decided to stop after like a minute or two. Oh, okay. There you go. So I actually think we're going to go ahead and call this episode here. Okay. Um, I'm sure video games will come up more often later on. But I think we've um, spoken the majority of what, what I've wanted to say. I, you know, I really enjoy these certain types of games and mm-hmm. games are so much better when you have people to play with, you know? Yep. Yep. It that's, really that's kind of the point I wanted to hit too, is that even though I, I don't have, oh man, we didn't even talk about Red Dead. We'll talk about Red Dead another time. Even Red- though I, I don't have much time for video games anymore, I find that my enjoyment of video games is so much more effective when I have somebody to play with. It's like hanging out, except we don't have to be in the same room, breathing the same Rona air. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was I was socially distancing with friends before it was cool. Yep, that's right. So thank you for listening. I would like to add again that if you enjoy this podcast, go ahead and give it a share on social media. We're not on Twitter because I have never been able to figure out Twitter for the life of me, but we are on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page. We have a subreddit. We do have a subreddit, actually. I created a subreddit because I didn't want anyone else to steal the name. And so far, you and I are the only two members. Woo. Woohoo. So, yeah, we do have a subreddit. It's just r slash brothers on a tangent, which I made one post on with our anchor page. But I, I did set it up so that people could make any posts they wanted, really, just discussing the podcast. Yeah, give us a share. Give us a like. Subscribe. As well as, you know, any question comments whatnot just email us oh yeah uh we did mention our email earlier but we we will reiterate that we do have an email uh brothers on a tangent all one word brothers on a tangent at gmail.com go ahead and shoot us any suggestions or comments you have if you have questions for us if you have a little blurb that you maybe want added into the show maybe you've got something to say on something we've talked about um we might uh we might include that so Thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye.